If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hello, Kool-Aids. Welcome to the Barca Talk Cafe. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in Madrid, Spain. I'm riding solo today. Uh, as you can tell in my voice a little bit, uh, I've been under the weather this past week. It's really hit me hard, actually. And yeah, so I'm riding solo just to get through the Barca Talk Cafe. But we have a lot to get into, especially after what happened on Wednesday night. And obviously, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the match against Bayern in the Champions League. All right, so on Wednesday night, Barcelona coming into the match had already saw the results of the Inter Pilsen match where Inter soundly won. I was watching the match and they single-handedly, I mean, they dominated the match. They were at home, looked really comfortable, got the victory to show some sort of effort for all the fans that are making out there because they were eliminated before the match started. And I can honestly say that that match was very disturbing for me on many fronts because I know it's difficult to get up for this match when you get eliminated from Champions League. But for the effort that the fans came, I wanted to see more fight. And in this match, I just didn't see it. And as Troy and I spoke last time about the mental toughness of this team, I think it is severely lacking. And that's the first thing I want to talk about is the mental toughness slash fight of this team. One of the things with Barcelona, you know, throughout the past years is the talent was so high with these players that they could get away by winning a lot of these matches by a comfortable score, especially during the Messi era. And they were really not tested all that much in elite nights. But when they were tested, they didn't do so well. You know, I just think off the top of my head, Chelsea, Inter, these type of matches back in the messy area. I just want to focus on the messy area because that's the that's the closest thing I want to measure this to. So how does a team get mentally tough? Do they have to do a Rocky Four montage? I mean, I don't think it's that extreme. They don't have to go to Russia to go do this. And as I put this question on Twitter, I had a really good response from Kevin Williams. And he just kind of responded back to me saying, suffer, scrape, together a few good results, and go from there. Build a champion's mentality. And I think the hardest thing is to suffer and scrape. And with this young nucleus, I thought it was going to be really important for this season for this young nucleus to come together and have the identity of the team to push forward with these results. Because on paper, they were not going to be elite talent-wise against other teams, right? But with the investment, with the labors that... Barcelona pulled, they have made a massive gamble for the season to bring in these free agents. And these free agents haven't done anything together. And so I don't fault them for that. But at the same time, I just think it's something that is definitely lacking in the Barca DNA, this mental toughness. And I don't know how it's going to happen. You know, this idea of suffering and scraping, you know, and ultimately pulling out these results. 
you know, in the first, you know, 20 minutes, again, we were playing a high line, which, again, I, I just don't understand, especially when you have Bellerin coming back from injury. You know he's rusty, and you're basically putting him on an island, and Bayern goes up one nothing. How many of you out there, honestly, I mean, dig deep honestly, did you think, wow, okay, Barca's going to fight back here? Because I didn't. I honestly did not. And that's the thing. I knew as soon as Byron went up one nothing, the team was going to melt down and just kind of go through that. And the, and the, the saddest thing is that Byron basically strolled through the Camp Nou and got a 3 nothing victory. And again, I... To me, this mental toughness thing is something that needs to change. And that's another thing that Chavi needs to adapt with this team. Because Chavi can have his style of using the flanks, having possession and so forth. But when it comes to a street fight, I know something Barcelona is not doing well at is a street fight. We've seen it proven over the years, and we've seen it now. So how are we going to change that when our style doesn't come through for us in a victory, you know, especially against these elite teams. So again, that's the first thing I think Chavi really needs to adapt with this team is to make them mentally tougher. Whether that is, you know, through training, you know, making the training even more difficult or really focusing on the players and having them hold the reins to make this team accountable. Because, you know, I was listening to ESPN FC this morning while I was getting ready for work. And they were talking about mental toughness. But I almost had a, almost had a heart attack about, because I was listening to the, to, the, to the podcast. And they brought this up and they said, well, how can they get mentally tough? And one of the commentators said, well, you know, you have the leaders on the bench and that's why they're mentally tough. And I almost had to do a double take. Referring to PK and Jordi Alba as the reason why our team is not mentally tough. Now, come on. They were not always the sign of mental toughness for us, you know? And that's one of the things that we have an issue with is the captains, you know? After the match, who speaks to the to the press? Pedri. Pedri, yeah? Not Busquets, yeah? Pedri. Let, let's settle that in, right? So again, it's this idea of the captaincy, uh, this attitude that our team needs and I'm not saying we have to go in and tackle but I want to see some fight you know and I know Gabby brings that right I mean without a doubt Gabby's that guy that brings that type of fight and I'm not saying we have to be thugs out there but also you can be physical with class you know and I think that's what Barca is lacking especially with this team because this team is not talented enough we're just not good enough to compete in this tournament, essentially. Now let's get into the tournament. Now we can all blame the results of the Bayern match and the Inter match and so forth, but again, this is not a one-night elimination situation. These are matches, you know, we've had home and away opportunities, and we still were not able to pull through. And that's where I have the biggest issue, is you have these matches, you have to get results whatever you can, especially since we're in the group of death. You cannot take advantage of being at the camp now and and penciling in those three points automatically like before. Every match, we looked 
sure, we had possession. And if, if Chavi wants to say, yeah, we had a, a luck there, a referee there, sure. But ultimately, it's a results thing. We did not get the results. And again, on Wednesday night against Bayern, you know, it's funny because, you know, I said this in the WhatsApp group is, you know, when I think of the Bayern matchup, I always think of 2015 where, you know, with the Messi goals and I think of where I was in this moment in Spain. I was living in Zaragoza. I went to watch the match at a bar. It was fantastic. It was awesome. I specifically remember that moment. But man, I have really turned a blind eye to how bad Bayern has been our daddy. We have played a total of 15 matches against Bayern, and Barca has only won twice, okay, with two draws, and obviously Bayern winning 11. Now, I just want to share with you some statistics here on this ever since 2015. So the quarterfinals in 2020, that's an 8-2 victory for Bayern. Group stage in 2021, 3-0. Group stage in 2021, 3-0 again. Group stage this year, 2-0. And group stage again, Wednesday night, 3-0. For a total of 19 goals for Bayern and two for Barca. Now, at what point do you look at that data? Just before, just before the group stage in this year. And honestly tell me that you go with the same game plan that you did back in 2020 and 2021 not even coming close to really competing with Bayern, with players not as good as we had back then, and think we're going to come up with a result. That's where I have the biggest issue right now with Xavi's coaching and adaptability. As you know, he really wants to spread the width and use the flanks and keep possession. I get all that. I get all that. But how can you look at this data, this stats, just really quickly on the on scoreline? And still want to play a high line against Bayern. To me, those are the things I'm looking at where Xavi really, really needs to adapt as a head coach here, as a manager of this team. You know, when Xavi was a player, he had the luxury, especially in the, in the last year of his career, not the beginning of his career, the last part of his career where he was in a midfield that had three all-time greats that played like four, right, with Iniesta and Busquets. The three of them literally played like four midfielders the way they bounced and move. To ask our midfield now to do that is impossible. We just do not play that way. And so these are the little adjustments we need to do going forward, you know, especially in Champions League. But again, 19 goals for Bayern, two for Barca since 2015. That is an insane stat. Insane. And again, with this Bayern matchup, Bayern literally strolled through the camp now. Like, for them, it was a preseason. And they still were able to put up a three, even almost four. And that's where my frustration comes with the team right now. Because you put all this effort and emphasis on trying to get out of the group stage and get eliminated. Or, sorry, not by a little, but a lot, right? I mean, this is the thing. We didn't even control our destiny. Like, for example, if you compare it to Atletico Madrid, for example, they had to win and they were going to be in and they tied and they're out. You know, we didn't have that chance. And so how important is Champions League? It's very important, right? Because of the financial windfall that comes with it. You know, you've heard me and 
Craig debate the idea of, of system and style and Champions League. But ultimately, in this situation that we are currently with the club, the finance is so important. It's so important right now. And, you know, one of the things that bothered me in the press conference afterwards is the same rhetoric that we keep hearing with from Xavi. And I, again, I don't know if he's just saying this to stay loyal to the system, but he just kept saying, you know, I'm happy with the with the way we played and it was just luck here and luck there. And it's like, I, I don't know what he's seen. I don't know what he's seen. And to me, as I always say, I'm always looking for results. And if we look at the results so far, they are not good against elite teams. And that's ultimately what we're trying to get at. Consistent results against elite teams. Now, what's going to happen with the Europa League? I mean, are we are we even favorites? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put us as clear favorites by any means. This is going to complicate La Liga tremendously and really test Xavi as a, as a manager because now the matches go to a Thursday night with little recovery going into the weekend. It's going to be fascinating how he juggles this lineup and what kind of urgency or priority he puts into these matches. Now, personally, I think they need to take advantage of this and try to win it and not try to be Oh, it's the Europe. No, no, no. Go for it. These players need to win something. And they need to put that effort. They need to. This is part of the mental toughness. Because the teams are going to be playing. Again, as we always talk about Europa Leagues. These are not usually uh, major city airport destination places. So they're tricky to get to. A lot of conditional things are going to happen. And the matches, away matches are going to be really difficult. And this is where Xavi should take advantage of being, of honing in this mental toughness attitude for these players. But again, it's going to be so tricky, so tricky for those Thursday night matches going into the weekend, especially after the World Cup. It's 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 insane what's going to happen with this Europa League. What is ultimately a success? It was a great question that that Nicholas, one of our patrons, asked in the group of our WhatsApp. He said, "What would to me, without titles or anything, what is successful for this season?" And I said, number one, I want to see more fight. And that is like, I know it's, it's, it's a very vague description of what I want to see, but I want to see where players are not quitting, as we saw on Wednesday night. The other thing, too, is I want to see a step up in development of our young players. Like, I want to see some sort of improvement, you know. And I, this is also with Dembele and Rapinha, for example. You know, with Dembele... He's so loose with the ball, and I still can't believe Xavi is putting all his faith in him. Especially against elite teams, you see the opportunities, you know. Uh, I remember specifically there was a 1v2 where he took on a counterattack, and I knew right away that was not going to be finished. And, of course, the Bayern defense was able to suffocate that out. So those are my two main things I'm looking for for a successful season is mentally getting stronger and also the development of the youth. Again, it's 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 fascinating what's going to happen with this Europa League. Because, for example, imagine we go into the next and we get bounced out. I mean, that would be a fracaso, a huge, huge disappointment. And that is why we need to use these matches to really test ourselves. You know, you know, we I just got shared a tweet in our WhatsApp group about Lewandowski speaking with Xavi and the board to make changes, and I to me, I don't don't speak it. Show it to me, right? I want to see 
again, little adjustments. And I want to see players being more accountable. And I know it's difficult right now with the injury situation. But I'm sorry. If you look on a, on a statistical basis with Dembele, like, to me, he should not be starting. He should come off the bench. I want to see Rapinha more. I want to see him, you know, for me, when he's shooting from outside that box, that gets me going. That's exciting, you know. And we need to just, man, we just need to take advantage of the counterattacks. The last thing I want to end on is a positive thing. The fact that I believe we found our left back, Alejandro Balde. Yeah? I mean, this kid is something else. And the confidence he has already at the age, especially against Wednesday night, he was definitely one of the bright spots for Wednesday night. The way he was able to snuff out plays, you know, he made one mistake, but obviously the goal was, was called offside, so he was saved there. But overall, I think he has shown improvements and he needs to be the starter from now on the way he is on the ball is incredible to have that at that age and again that goes down to the dna of barca being able to be comfortable with the ball at all times i mean you see him playing in the back line but also more importantly what i like to see is him using his speed to cover the defenders and get close to them or the attackers and so the attackers don't have that space and they have to do a conservative pass backwards Watch it next time. Balde does, it's almost like a basketball defense type of movement where he really presses up on them. And then the attacker realizes like, oh, I can't beat him this way. So I'm going to conservatively pass it back to keep possession. And that happens a lot of times. And I think that is a really uh, great thing that Balde is really honing in on defense, you know. And again, that is one of the bright spots for sure is that Balde in the last matches has really stepped up his game and Xavi's giving him more opportunities. And I think also, you know, the speed that he has and also you know you've seen some of the movements he's had in the box and so forth so he's definitely exciting there and I just think you just continue to have Alba on the bench and rotate him in for some minutes but again Balde is definitely uh, should be the left back going forward now as a starter the last thing I want to finish with is Ansu Fati Ansu Fati unfortunately is just not getting the playing time I want to see more of him so there's definitely something going on behind the scenes with him either physically or something going on there because I definitely think he is a better winger on the left-hand side because obviously for the goal conversion and I just think he provides more stability there than Dembele, for example. I don't know what's going on with that. I really want to see some more minutes for Ansu. I really hope he's not having any setbacks and injury because he's definitely one of the players that definitely sparks supreme interest in me when I'm watching the match and unfortunately you know when I'm watching the matches now especially you know like let's say Wednesday night I was so not not upset I was just so over it you know uh, of just seeing the same thing that hasn't been working and ultimately just getting so frustrated and I think that's the biggest thing I I can really say you know it's funny because you know with the week of Inter and Madrid I felt the same frustration. Then the following week against Athletic Bilbao, you feel much better because it's like two victories right there. So you're like, okay, maybe we got the, the feeling back, but then right back again with the Bayern thing. And so to me, it's it's not a La Liga issue, right? La Liga will be fine. I think we'll, we'll still be able to compete for the title to the end of the season. I still think it's going to be between Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, definitely hinging on the next Clasico for sure. But again, I just think 
for these elite matches, we still have issues. And like I said, I think it's going to be a massive, massive look into our toughness for this Europa League run because, again, how much effort are we going to put into that? This weekend, Barcelona head to the Mestalla. Again, another tough place to play. Valencia are definitely playing a little bit better uh, with their coach, Gattuso. I thought he was going to get fired sooner. He has them playing decent, you know? I mean, they're not so bad, but again, they're not so great either, you know? Just like his famous quote. And we will see. It's it's a Saturday night match, and that should be pretty exciting. Uh, 9 o'clock kickoff local time, which is always uh, a good time to play football here in Spain at nighttime. So we'll see what Barcelona come with the goods. They're playing away. Let's see how they bounce back. Uh, I would say the things I'm going to look forward to or look into this match is Balde again. That, that to me is one of the more exciting uh, developments so far of the last couple of weeks. And then also I want to see more of us taking opportunities on the counterattack. I want us to take those opportunities and use our speed and try to take advantage of those those few opportunities we have for goal. I mean, we have Lewandowski up there. He's a great on the counterattack. And I want Dembele to take that as well if he starts, which most likely he will. So that's all I have for you this week in the Barca Talk Cafe. Hope everyone has a good weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Talk soon. Podcast Network.